Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for August 10th, 2020. It's the birthday of iconic guitar maker Leo Fender, born on this day in 1909 in Fullerton, California. From an early age, Fender showed an interest in tinkering with electronics. When he was 13 years old, his uncle, who ran an automotive electric shop, sent him a box filled with discarded car radio parts and a battery. The following year, Leo visited his uncle's shop in Santa Maria, California, and was fascinated by a radio his uncle had built from spare parts and placed on display in the front of the shop. Leo later claimed that the loud music coming from the speaker of that radio made a lasting impression on him. In the spring of 1928, Fender graduated from Fullerton Union High School and entered Fullerton Junior College to study accounting but he continued to teach himself electronics and tinker with radios and other electrical items, but never took any kind of electronics course. After college, Leo Fender took a job as a delivery man, and it was around this time that a local band leader approached him and asked Leo to build a public address system for use by the band at dances in Hollywood. Fender agreed and was contracted to build six of these PA systems. In 1933, Fender met Esther Klosky, and they were married the following year in 1934. But Leo was mostly unemployed due to the Great Depression. In 1938, with a borrowed $600, Leo started his own radio repair shop, Fender Radio Service, in his hometown of Fullerton. And soon, musicians and band leaders began coming to him for public address systems, which he built, rented, and sold. They also visited his store for amplification for the amplified acoustic guitars that were beginning to show up on the Southern California music scene, in big band and jazz music, and for the electric Hawaiian or lap steel guitars becoming popular in country music. As the big bands fell out of vogue towards the end of World War II, small combos playing boogie-woogie, rhythm and blues, western swing, and honky-tonk formed throughout the United States. Many of these outfits embraced the electric guitar because it could give a few players the power of an entire horn section. Fender recognized the potential for an electric guitar that was easy to hold, tune, and play, and would not feed back like typical electro-conversion hollow-body guitars would. In 1948, he finished the prototype of a thin solid-body electric. It was first released in 1950 as the Fender Esquire and renamed first the Broadcaster and then the Telecaster the year after. The Telecaster, originally equipped with two single-coil pickups and widely used among country and western players, became one of the most popular electric guitars in history. Based on customer feedback, Fender then set out to design a new, upscale, solid-body guitar to sell alongside the basic Telecaster. Western swing guitarist Bill Carson was one of the chief critics of the Telecaster, stating that the new design should have individually adjustable bridge saddles, four or five pickups, a vibrato unit that could be used in either direction and return to proper tuning, and a contoured body 
for enhanced comfort over the slab body Telecaster's hard edges. Fender, assisted by draftsman Freddy Tavares, began designing the Stratocaster in late 1953. It included a rounder, less club-like neck and a double cutaway for easier reach to the upper registers. Another novelty to the Stratocaster design included the use of three pickups wired to offer three different voicings, two of which could be further tailored by the player by adjusting the two tone controls. This was the first electric guitar on the market to offer three pickups and a tremolo arm which became widely used by guitarists. The three pickups could be selected using the standard three-way switch to give the guitar different sound and options by using the neck, middle, or bridge pickups. Although Leo Fender preferred the sound of single pickups, guitarists discovered they could get the switch to stay in between two positions and activate two pickups at once. The five-way switch was finally implemented as a factory option in 1976, turning an already widely used guitar into the most popular electric guitar of all time. During the same period, Fender also tackled the problems experienced by players of the acoustic double bass, who could no longer compete for volume with other musicians on stage. Furthermore, double basses were also large, bulky, and difficult to transport. With the Precision Bass, or P-Bass, released in 1951, Leo Fender addressed both issues. The Telecaster-based Precision Bass was small and portable, and its solid-body construction and four-magnet single-coil pickup let it play at higher volumes without feedback. And so, the electric bass as we know it was invented. Along with the P-Bass, Fender naturally invented a bass amplifier, the Fender Bassman, a 25-watt amplifier with one 15-inch speaker whose design would eventually be copied by Marshall and Mesa Boogie. 1954 saw an update of the P-Bass to coincide with the introduction of the Stratocaster. Incorporating some of the body contours of the Strat, the update also included a two-section nickel-plated bridge and a white single-layer pickguard. 1960 saw the release of the famous Jazz Bass, a sleeker, updated bass with a slimmer neck and offset waist body and two single coil pickups. Like its predecessor, the Jazz Bass, or J-Bass, was an instant hit and has remained extremely popular to this day, with early models still highly sought after by collectors. And speaking of collectors, out of the top 10 most expensive guitars ever sold at auction, four of them are Fenders. Eric Clapton's famous Stratocaster Blackie fetched $959,000 at auction. Bob Dylan's 1964 Stratocaster sold for a cool $965,000. Jimi Hendrix Woodstock Stratocaster was bought by Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen for $2 million. And at the top of the list is the Reach Out to Asia Stratocaster a project conceived by rocker Brian Adams in an effort to raise funds for the victims of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. And raise funds it did. Signed by over a dozen of the world's best guitarists, the white, custom-made Fender Stratocaster sold for a staggering $2.7 million. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.